What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. I'm Jack. And Jack has failed to deliver on his promise to turn his desk into the light, so... Something came up. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. <laughs> also, my my, my my soundproofing for the wall isn't here yet, so I gotta wait on that. Oh, okay. We you know what we call those we call those excuses. Uh, but you know who doesn't make excuses? Taurus USA in providing reliable guns at affordable prices for the law-abiding American citizen. And if you're interested in their products, you can go to TaurusUSA.com and click on the handy little purchase on guns.com button to buy one of those products and have it shipped to the FFL dealer of your choice. Oh, that was Boom. I'm I, I'm really just I'm just patting myself on the back with these ad reads lately. Uh because I think I'm fantastic at them. Uh I would so drunk. This week, we are talking about uh, do's and don'ts of training classes, and I recently returned from the Rangemaster Tactical Conference, which, if you have never been, is an unbelievably fantastic event that also sells out usually within the day of tickets being announced, so you got to be like Johnny on the spot to get your spot. Um, yeah, guys, if you want to go to that, th this is something that I was confused on for a while. It's a public event. You just buy the ticket. You get to go and do the thing. You yeah. just have to get one of the tickets. Right, which uh, are... It's, I, it's, it's, not, not, it's not an industry insider thing, other than the fact that you usually know when tickets are going on sale. Right. Uh, the uh, and Tickets are easier to get than a Taylor Swift concert uh, because we don't do it through... They don't do it through Ticketmaster, but... It is probably in terms of gun industry what's, events. What's the scalper rate at Tacon? I wonder. Uh, you know, I, I think that <laughs> I, I, I can tell you this. I think that would be frowned on. Like I think that the <laughs> the culture of Tacon and sort of the ethics that surround a lot of the people in that space would kind of frown on ticket scalping. Uh, personally, I well, honestly, Tom Givens would probably be like, "You're banned forever," and <laughs> that would be his right because it's his his toy. Um, but so I was just there and I, I bring that up for two reasons. The first is, is I received a lesson from Alex Sansoni. I'm, I know that's not how is you pronounce your name. Wait, no, hold on. Is he, that how you pronounce it? He actually said on the internet that he pronounces it Sansone so that native English speakers don't butcher it. But I'm now saying it Sansoni from now on. Sansoni. because Sansoni. Sansoni. So anyway, he gave me a lesson on the appropriate distance for which to hold my italian gesturing hand um it's supposed to be kind of like it's almost like shooting from two but a little bit further out oh, so okay. yeah oh, yeah so like oh. from here but then like yeah kind of a rotation so anyway thanks for that one alex um oh also also uh comparison if if the shooting world is tsunami alex and sony is big o that is such a deep cut like that is well Wrong. that is a really what? deep cut because big o was basically uh mecca right, 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 right. so right right I, we don't need to go any further but if you know you know no all right so but that brings us to the subject of today's episode and it is training class do's and don'ts and because the idea is is if you are uh heading into your first firearms training event or your 500th firearms yeah. training event, you know, there are 
everything will come with written rules, right? There will be like a written, like, hey, you know, bring sunscreen and water and, you know, lawn chair or whatever it is that they want to, you know, put in there. But there's also unwritten rules. And so we are here to help you understand how to navigate these sorts of things and how to, you know, navigate like the social guidelines that aren't really published, uh, some of which should be common sense, but some of which may not be. And so with that, I will turn this over to Jack to give us our first uh, do for this one. Do show up with loaded mags. Oh, God, yes. Now, I, I know that people will add other stuff to this where they'll be like, and a zeroed optic, and all your batteries are fresh. I don't want to get on to you there because, honestly, there might be a part of the class that they'll say, like, hey, we're going to zero your gun mm-hmm. so that we can work within es- the confines. Especially, taken- especially early on classes, especially those entry-level yeah. base skill classes. They almost always have a let's-get-you-situated portion, but mags take forever. Yeah, so my, yeah, like one, I've taken many classes where they were like, hey, we're going to be shooting from this uh, 25 yard zero or 50 yard zero. And they want to teach within that realm. And I'm going to come back to like, this is connected to my don't. So do show up with loaded max. Everything else we can kind of figure out if it says show up with a zeroed optic, show up with an optic zeroed to your setting. So you know what you're dealing with. And we'll go from there. Right. So loaded mags, follow the gear list. Think of any extras you might need comfort items. I always bring a camp chair with me. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to just, when you're squatting in the dirt and jamming mags sucks after a while. Having a camp chair, just way easier. I look for a couple of comfort items that just make my day better. Don't know if it's going to be hot cold water yeah. um, i will always bring a shooting mat the, the the court might not call for a shooting mat but uh, i hang always on. bring a shooting mat because there's there's almost there's way more times than like it could be a handgun class and all of a sudden we have a situation where like look we need to do something it needs to be on the ground or i need to put something down i need to handle something and the mat just comes into play and makes it easier Real briefly, if any of you people out there show up to one of my handgun classes with a shooting map, I will mock you relentlessly. Like, I need you to understand that you're bringing mocks for that. So, do show up with loaded mags. Yeah, definitely. And, hold on, an unloaded ego. But we'll get to that later. No, that is a a good point. And the... You know, one of the things that I'll talk about, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with a don't and the don't that I'm going to, the, uh, that I'm going to bring to this one is don't, don't assume that you know anything about the way the subject matter is going to be presented, even if you already know stuff about that. So like I'll use, I'll use myself as an example. I've taken so many, um, uh handgun classes right if i go to someone's handgun class i don't show up assuming that i already know what or how they're going to teach right even if and i may end up that may end up being the case but go into it 
regardless of your skill level, being like, I'm going to learn something new today. And because I can tell you, when you go into it with the attitude that you're going to learn something new, odds are good you probably will. Yes. That, that brings me to my do, actually, and it caveats directly off that. Don't assume you know what's what you're doing going. Do let the instructor drive the class, even if they're doing something that makes you the confused a little bit, like you wouldn't necessarily do it that way or you did it a different way in a different class. Let the instructor drive the class. There's probably a reason. So don't be the guy that's like, well, why don't you do it this way? Instead, ask. Why? Why is it that way? Why are we doing, for example, a reload that way? Because there's no way to grind a class to a halt and then make it adversarial and ruin everyone's good time than trying to out-instructor the instructor, especially on a platform that you... This happened in my, the first class I attended in the private side of things. Really? The first class I did outside uh, of uh, the military, I went to an MP5 course. As you guys okay, know, Mr. You run an my MP5 first civilian training class was an MP5 course. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> I, what a fucking I, flex. <laughs> so I went to I went to James Williamson's MP5 course, and um, and it was with Dakota Tactical up here in Michigan. Uh, the story the story behind that is I was going to go to a regular AR15 course. The course I wanted to go to filled up and closed before I could get a slot, and I was grumpy about it. And then, um, so I rage bought an MP5 at Brownells. I took all the money I was going to take for the course, and I rage bought an MP5. Instead. This is what happens when you and give then private the next money. Week... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't never give anyone money. <laughs> and. And I was I was uh, <laughs> I was there in Iowa at the time, and so I I bought the MP5, going well. At least I'll have some fun with this. And then the very next week, the MP5 course opened up slots in Michigan, and I was like, huh, I guess I'm going to that. Right. So I ended up going to that, and and one of the things that happened immediately was some guy who didn't even bring an MP5. He was shooting a CZ Scorpion was trying to like outthink James's methodology on the reloads about why you lock the bolt back, but then swap your magazines and then you drop the bolt. Like there's a reason that happens and you will learn it in class. But he was like, but I can do it faster with this way. And James is like, yes, but please do I it think- this way. Please let the instructor drive the class. There's probably I think a John, reason. Just I think let it John go, Farnham who says... You would not believe the amount of people who have given me money to tell me how they shoot. Oh my god! I've, I mean, I've, se- I've seen it in classes. Okay, so here we're gonna do. Uh, here, here's the best one. Don't be that guy. And we always talk about that guy. And if you're in your class, you'll be able to identify who that guy is real mm-hmm. quick. So I was at. Uh, this is a TACCON story. I was at TACCON. And I was observing one of the events called the Experiential Learning Lab, which is where Craig Douglas puts people through scenarios and hurts their feelings. Um, and, like, it's fantastic. If you get a chance to watch it, it's great. If you've not done a lot of force on force or really any, and you get a chance to participate, it's even better. It's also fun for us, the, the people watching. Um, uh, so I was watching the Experiential Learning Lab, and one of the guys viewing the ELL was that guy 
And because he kept asking really dumb questions. And I could tell that he was testing Craig's patients. Uh, and he was definitely testing my patients. But I was just an observer. So I'm like, dude, do I'm going to leave. Um, so, yeah. And when I say don't be that guy, what am I talking about? It, it It's the dog was making the I'm going to pee on the floor noises. Oh, that's exciting for the dog and for you. <laughs> and when we're talking about, you know, that guy and how to not be that guy and all of that, what we're really talking about is don't waste, at least is what I'm talking about. My definition of that guy is someone who wastes the other student's time by not being prepared and asking dumb questions that he should already know the answer to because it was covered in the course brief or it was covered by the instructor and you were fucking off on your phone or something like that. Like really, really, because as an instructor, my time is literally money. And as a student, I paid good money to be in this class. And if you're wasting anybody else's time because you're not prepared, you suck and I hate you. Uh, so please, please, please don't, don't do that. Pay attention, take notes. If you have a relevant question, cause you were like, wait, I don't understand this thing that you just explained. That's fine. But oh, that, that's a good, that is often a good question. It's one, it's one of those things. If you think your question might be dumb, it probably isn't. It oh, really yeah, probably isn't. If you had that filtering thought, like this might be a dumb question. Odds are it's not. Odds are you just don't understand the concept and the instructor can help you out uh, either, you know, in front of the class and explain it again through the way. Because there might be someone in the class who also wants to ask the question, but he is also thinking, eh, I don't want to be that guy and ask the dumb question. And you may help, you know, four or five other students in that class understand a concept better that they just didn't want to voice aloud because they all had that same fear versus the guy who just blurt blatantly like hey i've already covered that and you're not keeping up yeah um so here here's one and this is one i think that we've all had experience with is uh and this is i i don't want this to turn into don'ts i'm trying to like tack a do onto each don't mm -hmm. that i get but the don'ts are the things that and it's because it's, you know, negativity complex, right? The negative yeah. behavior is the first thing that springs to mind. So I'm trying to tell you what not to do. Uh, don't try to outteach the instructor. Like, and I know, you know, we just had that, like John Farnham, the number of people that have paid me to tell them to tell me how they shoot, but don't make it about you. And this goes back to being that guy as well. So I've been in classes in the, uh, you know, where it's like, hey, does anyone have any questions about the thing I've just covered? And people will ask questions where it's not a question. It's their opinion phrased as a question. You know, yeah. where it's like, well, don't you think it might be better if you put your left foot forward when you're firing, if you're cross-eyed dominant and, you know, for, or whatever. I just... Don't do that. Don't make it about you. Again, you're wasting people's time and you look like a douche. The, um, the worst the worst offenders, I think, on that are honestly concealed carry classes like your state level concealed oh, carry yeah, class. For sure. Because oh, every everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody yeah, has a dumb one. story <sighs> that's going to take 25, 35, 40 well, minutes. Everybody else's time. And look, I already have a giant pile of garbage that I have to say out loud. It's required by the state. We got to get through it all. Let's go, guys. 
I don't need whatever your favorite gunfighter murder fantasy is in whatever ever is coming down. I, like, I just need to know. Perhaps yeah. did this if my father would finally approve of me. <laughs> no, yes. turns out he won't. Um, do listen to what instructors say about timing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're like, "Hey, we're going to take a quick five minute break," that's what that five minute break means. That's a five minute break. Five I'll minutes. be real with you. I don't believe a five minute break is long enough. No. I I would I right. would encourage I, I like I like quarter hours. I like fifteen minutes. I like yeah, 10 fifteen, to 15 minutes, minutes. That's enough time for you to drink. That's enough time for you to walk around, use the restroom, and do everything you kind of need to do with a little bit of wiggle room. So instructors, I would encourage you to stop giving five minute breaks and give fifteen minute breaks. However, if you're in a class, it's not the time to bring that up. Not the time to be like, yo. That Jack Clemens guy said you should do it this way. Shut up. Leave it. No. Yeah, no. It's not my class. There um, might be um, a reason. Interestingly, so here's uh, on the good side. One of the things that the Air Force actually does well is in our principles of instruction, every hour block of instruction is 50 minutes long with a 10-minute break. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's actually a really good very, ratio. It's very solid pacing. Yeah. I actually use that in my civilian classes uh, when I remember to like stop talking and let people like have breaks. Um, but yeah, no, I think that we're, I think that's a ratio that works very, very well is like 50. So if you're thinking about being an instructor, uh, try 50 minutes of shooting, talking, whatever, and then a 10 minute break. And at, as, I, uh... an addition, as an addition to that, make, make your students take them. If you say yeah. we're taking a 10 minute break, and they all sit down and just chill. Make them at least get up and and do the circuit. It breaks it up because that's when the the format cracks, and they'll bring that offline question to you, or they'll go get the drink that they really do need, or, right. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they they're kind of in that homeostasis of I don't want to be the first one. Make them get up. Hey guys, get up. We'll reconvene and then reconvene them and carry on. But make them do and it. I'll, I'll also say, try not to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Especially, I see this happen a lot with mechanical failures. When somebody's gun goes down, they start getting angry. Happened to me this That's weekend. what assistant, assistant instructors are for. AIs, when you have a gun go down, are smart enough to, you know, step over. Hey, man, so you got a problem. Let, do you need help with it? If you do... Just say so. There's nothing wrong in saying, yeah, I totally need a hand with this. I don't know what's gone wrong with it. Guns that are well-built by responsible companies that cost a lot of money still go down. Yeah. Sometimes because of things you do, sometimes because of things you weren't aware of, and other times just because machines fail. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and not getting frustrated is so is so important too because and I think that'll go into my do is don't be afraid to take a knee and I don't mean like in the literal sense or maybe in the literal sense but I'm talking about like if you're out on the line and you're 
uh, hot. Let's say you're taking a, a class at Homestead Training Center in Miami, my old stomping grounds, right? And you're out on the line and you're hot. It's 85 degrees with 89% humidity. It's two in the afternoon and you've been going. Don't be afraid to step off the line and just be like, I need to get a drink of water. It's okay to do that so long as you don't do it in such a way that impedes the rest of the class's function, right? Like if you, so there, there's a time and a place for it, right? If you are doing that in the middle of a lecture and then you come back and you ask a bunch of questions because you missed the lecture, that's not cool. However, if you are on the line and you're not really doing lecture and you're just shooting guns, get some, please, for the love of God, I'm not water, Caleb. That's Caleb Kazi. But fucking stay hydrated for, for yeah. crying out loud. Stay hydrated and go to the bathroom, okay? Rehydrate. Hydrate during the event and then hydrate afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to just stay ahead of the curve by drinking when you showed up. You no, should begin the day of training by drinking probably an electrolyte beverage of some sort in the morning. Staying with water through the event. That way you're not crashing your system with sugars and other stuff. And then after the event, I I have a little treat for myself that I like to call Pedialyte. Mm. I thought a you were gonna pedi- say a shower beer, but because that's well, my treat okay, for myself. So I, I do okay, I do so yes, I do like them shower beers. I, I will not lie to you and say that I don't do like two beers post any shooting event safely. Um, or a bottle of liquor unsafely. Who knows? However, I always in the hotel room, I throw a couple of bottles of Pedialyte in that fridge and there is nothing like a Pedialyte that's been chilling all day when you are like, oh, not, not after the shower, before the shower. Pound yes. that Pedialyte down. Yep. Your body, you're going to be in the shower like, I have to pee a lot right now. Yes. And, and that's okay because you're in the shower. shower. You can pee. Now you're clean, hydrated, and you can go have that dinner with everybody and not be like, I'm so miserable. I have uh, a pet peeve, a class as a, as, and this one is entirely as an instructor. I love the instructor dinner. Uh, like, I love that that's a tradition in our industry is that, you know, you go out with your students and you have a dinner. I have a pet peeve and, and I look, I get it's difficult because sometimes you have people who drove in from long distances and things like that. Please let people go shower before the instructor dinner. Like yeah. if you, and I, again, I get sometimes people drove in from long distances and the logistics for that don't work. And we just go to the barbecue place. Stinky. Fine. I understand it happens. However, let people go take a shower for the love. Like, come on, come on guys. We're, we're, we, we're dirty. I do not like eating when I feel like I smell bad. Um, it's just, you know, if, if there are not time, animals, if, if there's a way to separate the end of the training event from the start of the dinner event, separate event, give it an hour, hour and a half for everybody to like, all right, we are reconvening. This isn't a break. We are reconvening at the new event. Now I'll give one for you guys who are like me. that have been to a ton of these classes know the instructors really well are probably actual friends with the instructors like have their phone number can call mm-hmm. them and, and talk nonsense at the dinner let the newbie sit with the instructors yeah yeah 100 percent. space look this is how that guy wants to learn and everything else um now 
I'm also going to say this. If you know that there's a that guy, keep that guy away from the instructor at the dinner. Let the instructor relax a little bit. But let the new people who kind of need to, like, come in and, like, talk to the guy that they're not going to get to talk to that much, let them have some space there. Typically, what most bigger instructors do that I know personally, they're always like, hey, after class, you want to go get a get a fucking beer somewhere. That's cool. Like, establish mm-hmm. that relationship, but let the people who are here for the first times or the second times, let them kind of sit with the instructor at dinner because they'll probably have some questions where like, hey, I was really thinking the Wizmaster 9000 solves this problem. And it'll be like, Wizmaster 9000 is a waste of $400. Please don't buy that. And they'll be like, right. oh, and they'll slowly like tuck the Wizmaster 9000 back in their bag. <laughs> like, yeah, <you> know? <laughs> what what happened, what you see, what happened was... um, Keep your ego out of this. I know that there are a lot of classes that will have a competitive edge to them or a competitive mm-hmm. moment in the class where we're trying for something. I know, uh, I was in a class, I'm going to try and be vague about this, where there were some pistol, um, uh, not dueling trees, but side-by-side pistol racks, so six plates. Um, And throughout the course of the class, I had figured out that two of these dudes were very serious professionals. Um. I don't know what three-letter organization they worked for or what unit they were with, but these dudes had said a couple of things. Their guns told me a couple of stories, and I had been around enough to kind of know, like, oh, these dudes are these these dudes are here on the government dollars. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I do and, love taking classes on the government dollars. Um, I got to get better at the putting that into the soft places. I got to go up and shoot against one of those guys in the dueling portion of the class, and I beat him. And I beat him by a fair amount. Let me tell you something. I was just like, oh, man, you'd probably get me on the next one. That bought me points. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I can't tell you the number of times I come to one of these classes and somebody beats me, they get all like up in my face about it. Don't do that. Anytime that you're in a class and you beat somebody in something, that means precisely dick. Yeah. You shot better than somebody at one time in one drill. Maybe you do it a few times. There are people who are way better shooters out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't catch an ego about this stuff. Yeah, especially like, because here's the thing. When you're playing a class, especially in that environment. Yeah, and like if you're doing something like, uh, you know, Scott Jedlinski does his, you know, head-to-head shoot-off, right, where it's draw a first shot on a steel plate wins at like 25 yards. If you, the, I, I have seen matchups where someone won that if they had run that back in, uh, another hundred times, the next 99 times the other guy wins. You know, that so, that was me in my in my. Uh a class many years ago against the instructor. It wasn't against another student. I went one-to-one cold bore with the instructor with pistols because uh, he wanted to see how the new Glock 19X, which tells you the time frame, uh, the brand new 19X shot compared to his old uh, Gen 3 17. And so he and I went cold bore against him and I beat him. Man, I should I not him. have beat this man, 
but I beat him. <laughs> I miss my Gen 3 guns. Uh, the, the, last Glock, Gen the last Glock. Gen 3 Listen, the last Glock I owned. No, was it? It was a Gen 4. Frick. The last Glock I owned was a 20. Was a Glock 22, by the way. So that tells you. Gen 5 um, is the best Gen. I'm yeah, no, unquestionably. Um, oh, I yeah. will say the Very Gen nice. 4. I had a Gen 4 35 that was really good. I mean, it was the Gen 4 40s were the first 40s they made that were actually really good. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, they'd started paying attention to the fact that 40 and 9 mil were different. Different? Rounds. What? <laughs> so. was Sparta. Uh, I, all right, I've got one and I'm going to close on this. Uh, and this is actually if you're an instructor and I, if you are, this is a do for instructors that also has a don't involved in it. If you are an instructor, celebrate your students' victories. So if you do a demo and we, I don't know, if you shoot a bill drill and you shoot like a 210 and one of your students whips out a 180, you celebrate that shit. You yeah. celebrate your student. And and, and and not just when your students, if your students beat or outperform you, but when they outperform themselves, mm-hmm. celebrate your students' victories. Because I have seen instructors who get beat by a student and then proceed to re-demo the drill until they can beat that student. That's 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 poo-poo. We I'll, do, I'll that. do that with don't other poo-poo. instructors. We're playing. I'll do that with other instructors. Yeah. We can have a competitive time if we don't. After class, someplace else, not during this. Yeah, yeah. During that, your focus is trying to take these people who have given you, and this is this is this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, Your focus as an instructor during that class is to take these people who gave you their fucking money and gave you their fucking time, two of the most precious resources that a human being has, and said, please make me better at this thing that is my hobby or my job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for you to I, I look at this, all of my pet peeves come down to wasting people's time. And for you to waste other people's time because you got an ego because one of your students was better than you at a thing is absolute garbage. It is the worst most heinous form of garbage that you can do as an instructor because you are fucking wasting people's time and most importantly you're acting like a big old baby because you're trying to make this thing about you and i'm gonna this rant's gonna go for another minute i promise you and then we'll be done as an instructor you are not a fucking celebrity all right you are a teacher okay are there celebrity instructors do some people sign up to take classes just because they want to meet you know so and so yeah whatever if you ever think that you're special and you're a celebrity as an instructor, I think you fucked up somewhere. You may probably need to dial that back because your job is to teach. Just because that you are teaching handguns, just because you have an Instagram following or something like that, your job is to teach, not to be an entertainer, not to be a fucking Instagram celebrity. Your job is to be a teacher and to teach these people the skills that they are paying you their money and giving you their time for. And if you fucking lose sight of that because you're trying to be Mr. Cool or you're trying to be funny. And I'm not saying don't crack jokes. Like I like an instructor. Oh, yeah. There's there's absolutely an entertainment aspect to this. It's not the focus. You're not a stand up comedian. I I want to I want to caveat something here. I want to step in here. Um. This event, this thing that we are doing, um, I don't ask for you to treat it like church. I don't ask for you to treat it sacredly, even though sometimes you probably should. 
Uh, for some of you, it's a hobby. For some of you, it's your job. For some of you, it's something different. No matter what you're there for, you are there to learn a skill. You are there to pay a price and do all the thing. I'm going to tell you the one thing that you're not going to do here. Don't hit on anyone. Oh, it's not the, hang on. Did you say hit or hate? Hit, hit, on, um, hit on anyone. Oh, yeah. You are not there to meet your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Yeah. Or, you know, your goat. I don't care. Yeah. This is not the time for that. I have seen a, a bunch of people. I was an instructor at a class where my girlfriend was. And, like, a, a student, like, started hitting on her. And I'm like, and I was an assistant. And the other guy was like, hey, don't. I was like, cool. And, like, he went over there and, like, hey, how's everybody doing? And like, bro, like, like, just interrupted it. It's not the time or place. It's not appropriate. Um, the other... If you and that other you and that person connect, you'll know. That, mm. But handle that elsewhere. This it, is it'll continue for. after the event, right? It'll it's happen a, after. It's a great place to meet people. It's a great place to meet like-minded people. But it's not your time or place to take up other people's time with your crappy game. Yeah, and your game is probably crappy. Um, but you're hitting on people out of class. Like, yeah, it, it's it's not cool. We don't like that. That not is not the yeah. Riz. Not also, the Riz. Uh, and for I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but this goes like double slash triple slash quadruple. If you're the instructor, hey, uh, don't hit on your students. You are in a position of power over them because you are the instructor, and uh, yeah, definitely don't. Don't do that, guys. That's not cool. So anyway, uh, that is it for this week's episode. Um, not to end it on a downer note, but do take training classes. So let's let's review the, the do's here. Take classes. Be hydrated. Have an open mind. Show up with loaded mags or loaded speed loaders. Uh, and I think I'll add one more do on that. Pay attention to that instructor's rules on gun handling because yes. every instructor's rules are a little bit different about, you know, do they have a safe table in a berm? Do they have, uh, you know, you know, maybe they've got a safe table in a berm. Maybe they want everybody to gun up, gun down on the line. Really pay attention to that because don't touch you. Definitely one of the things that will get you yeeted from most classes with a quickness is handling guns when you're not supposed to. So mm-hmm. that is As it for yeah, as, as it, it should. As it should. Don't, I, don't get mad if you mess up and you get the E. Take the L. I have had a number there been a number of times in my career when I have been like on the line and I've heard like a behind me and I'm like, please don't shoot. Because I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this experience is universal, but whenever I hear somebody of a uh, skill that I am not I don't know their skill level loading or farting around with their gun behind me. I assume that they're going to shoot me in the spine, but not kill me and just permanently cripple me. Like that's, that's, that is what my brain immediately goes to is that thing. Do, if you I, permanently cripple your instructor, just finish him off. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I've got to have a, a million, dick. Yeah. I got to have a million dollars in life insurance. Don't turn me into a vegetable, please guys. Like, 
or, or you know, just don't do that. Give me the kudos. Or ladies, we're very inclusive here. We are. We are very inclusive here. You could be. You could do whatever. Yeah. Just don't. Please don't. Please note that what life. what we've just said is a joke. Please don't. Indeed. Yeah. Someone also, please, like, don't, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Do not add sort of like, extra holes to your instructor. Or they're going to be somebody's going to. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, on that absolute train wreck of an ending, uh, <laughs> we will like this share. This is how we know if you guys watch all the way to the end, by the way. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it. Like, share, subscribe um, to whatever FBI agents are listening to this. This really was a joke, guys. Like, not, no, please don't shoot people in training classes. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye.